every big thing starts small. It's a natural law. Every big multinational corporation was once a small business. Welcome to the Small Starter Business Podcast, a unique podcast for practical tips and advice to help you start, grow, or turn around your business. Welcome to another episode of the Small Starter Business Podcast. I am your host, John Paul Iwoha. Today's episode, really interesting. I've received a lot of questions about uh, the topic we're going to discuss today. So I think it's about time uh, we we took it on. Today's topic is, uh, should you quit your job before you start your business? So a significant number of people in the small starter community are people who are straddling a job and a side business. Some of them have a job, but they're thinking of moving into entrepreneurship. So for some of them, they're thinking, uh, should I do this? Should I leave my job entirely and start the business? Or should I keep my job and run it as a, and run the, the business as a side business? So the, the question that comes to mind when I receive this kind of inquiries and requests and questions is, does it then mean that a job and a business are mutually exclusive? And the way I like to attack uh, the way I like to attack problems is to look at the look at them from the roots. And if we look at them from the roots, you can instantly understand the my philosophy around this. So no matter what situation you are in, you can instantly apply it to yourself. So uh, is is your job and the business you have started or or you're about to start are they mutually exclusive? So let's now look at the pros and cons. In terms of pros, a job can be a source of capital for your business. A significant challenge that new businesses face, that new entrepreneurs face is lack of capital to start a business. A lot of people have bright ideas, have amazing ideas, amazing dreams, but they don't have the funds to make that a reality. But if you have a job where you're earning a salary or a wage, that could be a source of capital for your business. Another instance would be that many people who have a job have access to the credit system where banks are more willing to lend you money because you have a steady source of income, because you have a job. I know many people who have used that opportunity to raise funding through credits, through loans, using their job as it is, as a collateral, as a collateral, and um, they've used that uh, funding to, to start or support their business. That's one pro that a job has. Another pro is that, another advantage is that a job can buy you time and financial stability while your business grows. So a fundamental assumption that some people make is they quit their job, start the business, and boom, the job, the, the new business replaces the income they were getting on their job. That is not how it happens in reality. You, it's okay for you to have that assumption, but I can confidently tell you, based on my own personal experience and the experience working with hundreds of other entrepreneurs, that it really happens that way, that you quit your job and then start the business and then it replaces your, your job. It's going to take time. Every business, like a newborn baby, like anything new, needs time to stand on its feet and then become stable. And what a job does is while that is happening, you can buy time and still enjoy financial stability while your business is growing on the side. Now, in terms of the downsides, you know, why can, why, why should a job be, um, why should a job stand in in your way or how does a job stand in your way? One common um, downside I notice with jobs is a job can be a tranquilizer. And if you're, if you're, if you're, um, if you're aware of what a tranquilizer is, a tranquilizer is a slow-acting drug that keeps you hooked, you know? So 
it can be difficult to let go of a steady and predictable income that the job gives you. And because of that, the presence of that kind of income, a lot of people have cold feet or they keep on postponing or they, they start and they stop. And in the end, they are unable to realize their full entrepreneurial uh, potential. That's because the job is standing in the way. Another uh, downside of a job is it can be a distraction and threat to your business. If your job is taking a lot of your time and you don't even have the time or you, you don't have the time and the attention to give to your business, naturally, your business will underperform and it will crash compared to if you were giving it your full time and attention. So I, I, I just hope that, you know, by trying to contrast this, a job is not entirely a bad thing. A job can have very solid benefits for you as an entrepreneur, especially in the beginning of your journey. But it's, while, you, while you understand and appreciate those benefits, it's also important for you to understand that there are downsides to it and, and you know, create more, more or less a plan or a strategy to make sure that you do not fall into the traps that a job can present. So now, knowing this, how do you know if you should go full-time or you know, create the business as a side business? Should you quit your job and then start the business and go into the business full time or should you keep your job and run the business as a side business now there is no right or wrong answer to this so what i provide is a framework and the framework i provide is built around your why working with entrepreneurs for several years now i know that everything rises and falls on the why why are you starting the business if i can understand why you're starting the business I can more clearly tell you if going full-time with the business is your best option or leaving the business as a side business and keeping your job is the best option. It is not the same thing for everybody. All of us are unique and different. And what works for Mr. A would definitely not work for Miss B. So all of us are different. And you cannot make your decision on the basis of looking at another person. Another person may run his business as a side business. But then if you try it, yours may crumble. And that's because every situation is different. Every scenario is different. That's why I want you to pay close attention to the framework I'm about to discuss. So the question is, what is your why? Why do you want to start that business? We need to understand your why before we know if it's best for you to go full-time or run it part-time. And there are three common reasons why people start, want to start a business. The first is financial security. The second is mission or impact. And the third is freedom or flexibility. So... With financial security, it's very straightforward. You want to make more money. Now, it, it could be that you want to create, you want to make more money as an additional stream of income. You don't want to be left hanging. You don't want to be left um, dry in the streets if anything happens to your job. If you lose your job, you're retrenched or something happens. There's a recession and you lose your job. For some people, they want to have an additional stream of income so that they have that stability. For some people, they just want to make more money. So maybe they, their dream is to become a millionaire. Their dream is to become wealthy or something like that. You know, that could be an option. That's also financial security. So definitely almost everybody who starts a business starts it to make money. It's unlikely you're going to start a business and you don't want to make money. So that is a primary reason. But for some people, money is the primary motivator. I need to keep that in mind for a few seconds while I discuss the other reasons why people start a business. The second reason is the mission or impact. The mission-driven entrepreneurs want to solve a problem in the world. They want to correct something in the environment. They want to change something in the world. They are drawn to something strong. It could be that they want to help 
things like they want to improve the situation of things like financial inclusion for women or using more environmentally, creating an environmentally um, um, friendly fertilizer, you know, that saves the environment or improving literacy in rural communities. You know, there are different aspects to this for in my own, in my own instance, mine was to help develop more entrepreneurs. Because I know that if we have more entrepreneurs on the African continent, we'll be able to create more jobs and create more wealth and improve our society. I've, I've, you know, even while I was an employee, I was always totally pissed off by the whole, um, I don't have a job because the government did not create a job. Um, this is wrong because the government has not. Everybody, government, government, government. And I'm thinking, I haven't seen any, I haven't seen any country where the government builds the country. It's usually the people who build the country. And entrepreneurs are you know, putting a disproportionate amount of effort in building a country. It is the it is the it is the entrepreneurs who build businesses. It's the entrepreneurs who create jobs. It's the entrepreneurs who create wealth. So that was my mission for creating, you know, for founding Small Starter. It's a mission-driven business. It's an impact-driven business. Yes, we have to make money to keep the business sustainable, but we also need to hit our vision. We also need to be true to our vision and impact. So for some businesses, it's not just about the money. There is a bigger mission, you know, in sight. There is a big vision. It is impact related. So yes, there's money, but there's also impact. Another of the, the third reason is the freedom of flexibility. Maybe you want to create more time for your family. You want to be closer to your family. You want to spend more time with your kids. Your job is very demanding. You barely have time to rest. It's affecting your health. There's a lot of stress and frustration. You just want freedom and flexibility around where you work, when you work, and who you work with. And usually, running your own business provides that kind of freedom and flexibility. So for some people, it's not just about the money. Yes, they want to make money. But what matters a lot more to them is the freedom and flexibility. Even in things like making decisions, for some people, they are totally bored, stiff, and frustrated by always having to wait for a boss or somebody to validate their choices and decisions. And some people just want to be their own person. They want to be able to have a vision, chase it, and not have people put um, obstacles and hoops in their way. So you need, to be, you need to be clear about which reason you are trying to start a business for. Is, it, is, your, is your primary motivator financial security? Is it mission or impact? Or is it freedom and flexibility? Now, the way I look at it, my rule of thumb is, if it's just about making more money, then, of course, if you have two sources of income, it makes a lot of sense. You have your job and you have the side business, and the two of them are contributing money. If it's just about the money, then it's best for you to run a side business. But if it's about making a lot of money, becoming a millionaire, you would hardly become a millionaire by working for somebody else, by being an employee, except you rise to the board level. You become the CEO or one of the top guys who have stock options and get bonuses and salary, get bonuses on top of their salaries. That's the only way you get out of employment a millionaire. But how many people actually get to the tippy top, you know, of their careers? But the, you have a better chance of you know, reaching that financial dream, if you build a business and, you know, sell the business or you grow it where, you know, it's making a lot of revenues and your net worth is, is increasing. So if you really want to become like millionaire, make a lot of money, be on the back of um, Forbes magazine, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get there through your job alone. You would have to build an asset and that asset is a business. But if what you're looking for is just an additional stream of income, then keeping your job is 
is uh, very likely the best option. If you're driven by mission and impact, it's possible that you can keep your job and run your mission or impact business on the side. Nothing stops you from fulfilling your mission or impact as a side business. There's nothing that stops that. As long as it's not a conflict of interest with your main job, with your nine to five job, nothing stops you from running a mission-driven business or impact-driven business as a side business. But for some people, the mission is so strong, the mission they need to drive is so strong that they cannot give it a half-hearted attempt. They have to go full-time. The third option is the freedom and flexibility option. For most people who are looking for this option, it is very, very likely that the best alternative for you is to focus full-time on your business and quit the job. And that's because if your job is not giving you the freedom and flexibility you're looking for, it's unlikely you are ever going to get it there, except you're able to, you know, maybe broker it, um, uh, maybe reach a deal with your bosses and they allow you, you know, to make your own decisions and work from wherever you want and show up whenever you want, but which is very unlikely. So for most people who want freedom and flexibility, the best option is to, is to actually um, look at um, full-time business. Now, the next part of this episode is going to focus on something really important. And I'll be looking at the considerations. If you want to run a side business, what should you be looking out for? What should you be focused on to improve your chances of succeeding with that business? And also, I'll be sharing with you considerations for your full-time business. If you're going to go full-time and you have a job, what is the process between now and going full-time? Because you can't just quit your job today and start the business full-time. There is a process to these things. And if you do not follow that process, you are likely going to end up in trouble. So I need to pay close attention um, to this. The, the first one I'll start with is the considerations for a side business. Like I mentioned earlier, a side business is what happens when a person keeps their, their day job or works some part of the day for somebody else and they run a business on the side. Now, a lot of side businesses do not succeed and there is a reason for it. The reason for that is because you are not giving it your full attention, it's unlikely that the business is going to perform as well as somebody else who is giving the business their full attention. But that does not mean that side businesses do not work. There are many people who have done well with side businesses. Many of them are clients, current clients. Many of them are members of our insiders community who keep a full-time job and still run a side business. There's nothing that says it wouldn't work, but there are important factors to keep in mind. There are critical success factors you need to keep in mind, and I'll share them with you right now. The first one is, if you're considering a side business, it's important for you to lean more towards low-touch businesses. Now, what a low-touch business is, a low-touch business is a business that requires moderate or low physical presence for you to run the business or serve your customers. So, um, our, an example of a low-touch business would be an online virtual business. If you're serving your customers through the internet, you don't need to show up. You don't need to be physically present. You can use your spare time during break time, after work, during weekends to do the business. Nothing, there's nothing that requires that you show up somewhere physically. That's an example of a low-touch business, an online virtual business. Another would be a consulting business. So if you're consulting for clients, what you just have a few sessions, 30 minutes or one hour sessions, maybe once or twice or three times a week, and then follow up with phone calls. You don't need to be physically present. If you need to be physically present, uh, present you can box that into after work hours or during your weekends. 
but a consulting business looks like a good match for a low-touch business. And other businesses that you can do over the weekends. I've seen people who do event management. They, they do project management for weddings. Some of them are chefs. They cook and deliver. Many of these things they do during the weekends on Saturdays and Sundays or from Friday afternoon or evening. They started. So some people work their normal work hours from Monday to Friday. And over the weekends, they run the full, they give the full time to their side business. And um, it works for them perfectly. So you need to have the kind of business you choose will play a big role in how successful your side business will be. If you choose a high-touch business that requires, that where customers require your physical presence, then it's going to be, it's going to be, um, it's going to be problematic because you cannot be in two places at the same time. The second consideration for a side business is because you're not going to be there full time, you are likely going to require a solid partner or team, a capable team, trustworthy team that will run the business and take care of customers on your behalf when you are not there. So if you are not choosing a low touch business and you are opting for a high touch business, for example, like a restaurant business, um, hairdressing business, um, you know, businesses like that, uh, transportation, where you have to physically meet your customers to serve them. If you're not going to be physically present, what it means is that you have to depend on other people to be present for you. And that could be a business partner, maybe somebody who owns equity in the business, or it could be employees, members of your team who are able, who are capable and trustworthy. Now, this is one of the, this is one of the reasons why side businesses crash. A lot of side businesses crash because the people you leave to run the business on your behalf run it into the ground. And you know what some people say that if it's if if you're not there uh, if you're not there to do it yourself that nobody is going to do it as well as you're going to do it for yourself. I don't entirely agree with that because there are people who run side businesses. In fact, I have a client who runs a high touch business, a poultry business. She runs it in West Africa, but she's resident in California. You see, and the business has been running right now for almost what going on five years plus. And it's doing very well. The financials are solid. Financial performance, solid. She's not physically present, but she has a solid team, a capable and trustworthy team that runs the business. So I know it's possible for you to eat your cake and have it, for you to keep your job and, you know, run a side business. But you need, if you're running a high-touch business, you will need a solid team or a credible partner who will, who will do a good job of representing you. Another important consideration for a side business is you will need strong systems. So even if you have a solid team, you have a capable team, you need to have strong business systems, processes, controls, key performance indicators. Because you're not around, these are the systems that will let you know when things are going okay and when things are going wrong so that you can intervene. Because you cannot be there all the time, you need warning signs, you need things, you need signals that will let you know that there are things going wrong in this business and I need to intervene. Things that will allow you to ask questions and keep an eye on the business without being there physically. And that is why strong business systems are very, very critical in side businesses. If you're not going to be there to keep your eyes on the business, you need systems to run the business. Even full-time, even full-time entrepreneurs need systems to run the business. But if you're going to be there and run it as a side business, you even need systems much more because they will be your eyes when you're not there. So that's it for a side business. The three considerations I mentioned, when you're choosing an idea for a side business, 
try and consider low-touch businesses, businesses that do not require a lot of physical presence to run the business or serve your customers. Another consideration is if you're going to choose a business that requires physical presence, that means you will need a solid partner or a team that is capable and trustworthy to hold the fort for you when, if you're not around to run the business. And then the third very important thing you need are strong business systems. You cannot run your business on trust alone. Trust is important, but there needs to be a way to measure results. There needs to be a way to measure the health of your business. And that's where you need strong business systems. Now, let's move on to the considerations for a full-time business. If you've made up your mind that, you know, based on what you want from the business, either it's a mission-driven business or you want to build a, multi, a, multi, a multi-million dollar business or you're doing this for freedom and flexibility and you've determined that the best way is to choose between your job and the business because you want to go full-time, there are five important considerations you need to keep in mind. The first consideration is that you need to start before you quit. Now, this is very counterintuitive, but I need to pay I need to take it very seriously and pay very close attention to it. You need to start your business before you quit. Most of the people who get into trouble are people who quit their business, who quit their jobs to start a business. You cannot start the business after you have quit your job. You need to start the business while you are in the job because that's how the transition works. And this transition is necessary because no business is going to start from scratch and replace the income on your job. No business is going to start. Like very few businesses are going to start that way. Maybe it's a contract or a deal or something that shows up and brings in a lump sum of money. Maybe that's possible. But for most uh, businesses that, that start on the traditional path, there is no money coming in initially. Maybe for the first few months or maybe for the first year or two years, there's no money coming in. You're still supporting the business and pumping money into the business up until the business can stand on its own and then become stable and start producing money. That's exactly how the journey um, is in real life. So the best way to do it is you start before you quit. The second consideration is you need to test for validation and traction. Validation means that people are willing to pay for the product or service that you're offering. So, of course, if you're going to start a business, maybe you're thinking of a product or service you want to sell. You need to test that people will buy. And by people buying, I don't mean your, your, your wife or your husband or your siblings or your parents. I mean more or less the arm's length transaction you would have. A typical customer sees it and buys the product on its own merits. The person is not buying it because they are your friend or because they like you, but because the product is actually valuable. You need to test for that validation. If people are not willing to reach for their wallets and pay you for what you're selling, then what you have is a dud. What you have is a product that will not sell. So you need to validate that what you have can sell. And then when it sells, you also need to check for traction. It's okay to sell one unit of your product or two units of your product. But are people coming back? If you're selling the kind of product where people, people have to come back, are, are your customers coming back to buy? Are they, are they willing to refer you? Are they willing to talk about the product and recommend it to friends so that more people buy? That's what traction means. Traction means you sold your first couple of products and then people are showing up and then buying a little more. You're not making a lot of sales, but you can see that something is happening. It's gradually picking up. Two people bought last week. Five people bought this week. And maybe another 10 have booked for next week. Yes, that is, that's traction. You need to test for traction. Because 
what traction tells us is your business is showing the first early signs of growth. If you can sell one unit and then sell three and then sell five, what it means you can, is you can sell seven, you can sell 25, you can sell 200. That's exactly how it works. So you need to check for validation and traction. The third thing you need to do is to set a quit date. You need to set a date when you want to quit. And I'm saying this from a personal experience and from experience coaching other people who have gone through the same journey. If you remember at the beginning of this episode, I told you that one of the downsides of a job is that a job can be a tranquilizer because it's money you already have. You're getting that money guaranteed at the end of the month. It's very likely and very possible for entrepreneurs to keep moving the goalposts. They keep procrastinating. You know, they, after, even, even after they've seen that the business, that their side business has potential, making the actual decision to quit can be a problem. And that is where a job stops being an enabler and starts to become a destabilizer of your business dream. So you need to be able to set a date and say, by this date, by this time, I am going to quit. And if you do it well, you never really forget that date in your mind. For me, it was, it was the 5th of June. I still remember, I'm not very good with dates, but I still remember it very well because for me, that day meant something. It was the day I stepped out into my dreams and you know started chasing my, my destiny. Everything, I was in full control. So you need to set a date for it. But before you set a date, remember, you have to start the business first. You need to check for validation and traction to see that there is something here, that there's potential here. And then when you've done that, you can now set a date. The fourth thing you need to do is you need to change your financial profile in terms of being frugal with your savings and reorganizing your spending habits. One thing I've realized is the way an employee, the way a person who has a job spends money is very different from the way an entrepreneur should spend money. And the reason is this. For a person who has a job, the income is predictable. I know that by the end of the month, I'm going to get this amount of money. So because of that, I tend to overspend. I can buy things on credit. I can spend money that I don't really have in my pockets because I know the money will come. So that is why it's common that most people who have jobs are in debt. Maybe they have a mortgage. They have a, a car loan. They have, maybe they've taken a loan to buy something. Or, and that's because they have a job. They know that the money will come in. That's the spending profile of an employee. For an entrepreneur, you're dealing with a lot of unpredictability. Your business is young. It's showing potential, but you cannot keep taking money out of the business. If not, you are going to suffocate and crash that business. So for entrepreneurs, we need to be more cash focused. You only spend money that you have. You make spending decisions on the basis of money that you have, not money that will come. There's a difference between when a customer tells you, I am going to buy, and when an employee commits to an employee to pay. An employee has an obligation to pay the employee, an employer has an, an employer has an obligation to pay the employee a salary. It's an obligation. There is a contract. You have to pay that person. A customer does not have an obligation. They can promise you that they are going to come and buy your product and not show up. And nothing is going to happen. You cannot sue them to court. You don't have any, any contract. So you cannot make decisions as an entrepreneur on the basis of money that has been promised to you. So you cannot continue to confuse your days as an employee while you are an entrepreneur. So that's the difference you have to make. So, and making that, making that switch is not very easy, especially if you spent 
if you if you're an employee for quite a long time for for me it was almost a decade i was an employee for a decade and i was already used to that spending habits but you have to change because if you continue to spend if you're an, an entrepreneur and you're spending like an employee you're going to get into trouble because none of your income is guaranteed none of it is predictable like the the guy who has um, a job so you need to reorganize your spending habits you need to be more frugal spend on the basis of cash not on the basis of money that's coming in and then the fifth consideration for a full-time business is this is very important i need you this this helped me a lot and helped a lot of my clients and continues to help a lot of the people i'm working with you need to face forward and don't look back and the reason i'm saying this is there is going to be a lot of challenges and trials on the path of, of entrepreneurship that's what we do for a living we face up to challenges every single day we show up at the office we eat problems for breakfast. So if you're starting a business and you're not expecting to face off the problems, you are in for a major delusion. Entrepreneurship is not like the employee path where when you face problems, you can blame your colleagues, you can blame your coworkers, you can blame your subordinates, you can blame your boss, you can blame the owners of the company. When you're an entrepreneur, there's only one person to blame and that's you. You are in the driving seat, you are in charge, you're responsible for everything that goes right, you're also responsible for everything that goes wrong. So you need to face forward and don't look back. And I, I was listening to something one day. I can't quite remember who said it. But and that, that advice really rang true for me. If you're going to quit your job to face entrepreneurship, you need to be, you need to be chasing something. You need to be focused on what you are chasing and not looking at where you're coming from or what you're, you know, or what you made. So if you're always looking back, Whenever you face trouble, you're going to consider going back to your job or looking for a new job. But if you're facing forward and you accept the journey for what it is, then it's going to be exciting because for every challenge or trial that you overcome, the closer you're getting to your mission and to your dreams. It's not going to be, it's not going to be rosy. It's going to be difficult for you financially. It's going to be very difficult for you psychologically. So it's not, it's not a journey for the faint-hearted. That is why you need more than money. I want to make money to run, to start a business. There has to be something more. It's either you have a strong vision for impact or there's a strong mission. There's a change you're looking for in society. There's a dent you're trying to make on humanity. There is something, there's a difference you're trying to make, or maybe you're doing it for your kids. You're doing it for more freedom, more flexibility to enhance your confidence, be your own person, be your own man, be your own woman. There has to be something more than money. And that's because the trying days of your business would um, especially in the beginning when there's no money coming in if you're doing it just for the money you're going to be very easily discouraged so there has to be a bigger reason so like i said face forward don't look back if you look back there would always be a reason there will always be a temptation to go back and and uh, take back your job and if you're going to take back your job then why did you do the full-time business in the first place you could have easily done it as a side business and stuck to your job so those are the five important considerations for a full-time business. Start before you quit. Test for validation and traction. Set a quit date and stick to it. Change your spending habits. You're no longer an employee. 
your financial habits and spending habits, your profile has changed. You need to spend on the basis of cash that you have and not money that you think you're going to receive. And the fifth is to face forward and don't look back because there will always be challenges. And if you keep looking back, your challenges are going to force you to go back to your job. And if you're going back to your job, why did you go full-time in the first place? You could have actually had that business as a side business. So um, at this point in the episode, there are three things I need you to do. The first is that there is a long road ahead of you. Either you decide to start a side business or you decide to go full time. There is no one podcast episode or one course or one seminar or one training that would help you go through it all. It is a process. And like every process, you need support along the way. That is why we created the Insiders Program. The Insiders Program is a community of entrepreneurs who are building their businesses on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis. All of us are in different stages of business. Some of us are full-time entrepreneurs. Some of us are part-time. Some of us are veteran entrepreneurs who've been running businesses for years. Some of us are just starting up. Some of us are in very different industry, agriculture, tech, fashion, manufacturing, import and export, and all of it. So if you're looking for a community that would guide you on your journey to achieving your highest entrepreneurial entrepreneurial potential, then this is the reason we built this community. I used to, I used to provide one-time courses and training and seminars, but those things don't help anybody. What you need is consistent and constant support. And that's why we built the Insiders Program. If you want to learn more about our community or join our community, you would find us at smallstarter.com slash insiders. Again, it's smallstarter.com slash insiders. The second thing I want you to do, remember I said there are three things. The first is to consider joining our community. If you're serious about, you know, that side business, either starting your side business or growing your side business or going full time and all the support you're going to need, because either option you choose is going to be a long journey ahead of you. The second thing I need you to do is to tell your friends about this podcast. You know, somebody who's building a business, you know, somebody who is thinking of starting a business, you know, somebody who's going through trouble in their business. Maybe they need to turn it around. Tell them about the Small Starter Business Podcast. This business is built for entrepreneurs, especially in emerging parts of the world with a focus on Africa so that you get all the, t- you get the tips, the advice, the motivation and inspiration you need to keep at that business, to solve critical business problems and to get ahead and become a successful person in your business. And then the third thing I need you to do is to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't and leave a five-star review. You may be listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever it is you get your podcast. Leaving a five-star review helps more people to find us. It helps more entrepreneurs to find us. It helps us get a better ranking. And um, I look forward to another interesting episode. And thank you for, for coming this far in this episode. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Small Starter Business Podcast. To take our free business courses or join one of our signature programs for special entrepreneurs like you, head over to smallstarter.com to join our private community. See you inside.